Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Live from Nakamegado, Japan, this is Magic on the Blacktop, the only NBA podcast where two best friends open a pack of 99-2000 Fleer Ultra trading cards and draft a fantasy basketball team. My name is Peter, and with me, as always, is the Essex assassin, the British bully, and the English enigma, Mr. Ian Rudd! Thank you, Peter. We're back. We're back for season two. It was hard for me to say 99-2000 Fleer Ultra. I'm so used to Upper Deck. I noticed you struggled a little bit. I wasn't going to bring it up. Uh, I was just going to edit it out. I'm aware. Editing, I'm but... aware of my mistakes. But uh, there it is. Look at him. Keith Van Horn looking straight at us. Uh, he, well, he looks as pained as I was at the end of season one. I got a little bit of flack, actually, from the, the preview episode we did. Somebody said, don't rag on Keith Van Horn. Why not? Because he presumably was good for a season but i don't remember that <laughs> i don't remember that at all no he wasn't bad he wasn't but I'm, my, my point was this at the time i remember i was a key fan horn fan at the time he went actually he i think he went to utah university and the point guard of his team came and played in england actually at the same time so what contrasting futures wow, yeah. what careers they went on to have but um but i remember you know keith van horn he was he he, he genuinely was good he had like the socks pulled up he was yep. a bit of an icon my point is i'm not ragging on keith van horn all i'm saying is is he really worthy of box art is he really is worthy he really worth the fleer ultra ultra tag maybe no the, maybe the fleer basics but the ultras now no, the Fleer, yes, he'd be the, the poster boy. Well, we've got a box of Fleer Basics. Uh, I'm taking a look at the box, right? Yeah. This is a nice, sturdy box. It's that still we, got the cling film on it. 21 years old, this 21 thing. years old. And I'll be happy to tell you there are some odds in the back that we can enter into a sweepstakes. There are some grand prizes. <laughs> okay, what can we win? One in six million chance we could have a, we, the grand prize is an NBA game room consisting of a Sony Home entertainment system, including a TV and VCR, full-size arcade cabinet, NBA home videos, and an NBA beanbag chair, dishes, and apparel. One in six million chance. Yes. Is it genuinely one in six million? Is yes, that what it one says? in six million is what it says. And uh, there's there's one grand prize. There's 20 of these first-place prizes, though. You know what just came out yesterday? We're, this is being recorded a little bit early. It's November 15th. PS5? That's right. Oh. There are 20 first-place victories that you could win a Sony playstation if this is the box yeah if this is the one in six million box yes are Fleer a still in business b if they are <laughs> would they honor our <laughs> I, I don't care about the other stuff i want a full-size nba cabinet what was I it nba jam or something okay. i want the beanbag so i'm not sitting on a bucket anymore unfortunately the game ends on february 15th 2000 okay, we are 21 well. years late nearly to this this grand prize oh, well. so we've got ourselves a box why don't you open the shrink wrap and i'm gonna I give would a love to mind if i give a brief review of what what this is uh, please do if you're just tuning in for the first time, Ian and I open a box of basketball cards and we draft a fantasy basketball team. Last season, we had a 95-96 Upper Deck Trading Cards collection. And each week, we opened one pack and we drafted a player. And at the end of 12 weeks, we played each other in a best-of-seven championship game with our created teams. To be honest... The box smells like the 90s. box smells like the 90s. Feels like the 90s. And in our first season, it was a true 90s event. The Essex Jammers defeated the Kansas Blockers four games to two. 
Is that right? Game six was the uh, final game. No, I think you're being... No, you're, you're giving yourself way too much credit. It was 4-1. It's 4-1. <laughs> I did not lose two games. <laughs> Absolute mess of a franchise. Yeah, well, the, season two is all about a revenge. It's year, It's five years later. The blockers have picked themselves up off the canvas. We've got some new cards. Now, there is one big change this year. What is that? Ian, we have invited some, some fans of the first show, some listeners to participate it's too late to uninvite them we can't kick out two or three of them <laughs> no we stop it okay why don't you tell them about what is the big change in season two yeah so those people who are playing along who are part of the discord server who've given who've set up a team they will also be choosing cards and building their own teams and at the end of it in 10 weeks time 11 weeks time we're going to have a big playoff via the dreamcast it's going to be a lot of fun when we talk about these video game simulations we're doing just to be clear we don't touch it it's the computer simulating everything yeah i wish i could play yeah <laughs> the outcome would have been much different but no we have no control over it we input the rosters and we let them do their thing and to the victor go the spoils that's it so the cards we're looking at this year like i said it's five years later well i was wrong it's about five yeah four years later 95 right, 96 four years later. and it's quite an interesting time for nba because it's a big transition has gone on jordan is no longer in the league you've got your studs like barkley and and, and miller who are still decent but they're this is like their last maybe not their last season or one or two years left Stockton and Malone are in the league again their best days are behind them it's no longer Orlando Shaq it's prime LA Lakers Shaq Ooh. and of course Kobe Kobe's in it. Yeah, he's Kobe's in, in it. it. Yeah. But he's got the fro. A the few cool years, mini fro. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's number best it's Kobe. eight Kobe. It's uh Oh baby. Yeah, so some really good cards to pick up. Who do you have a do you have a a player I would desire who, over any other? Exactly. Who would be the one? Eduardo Nahara, <laughs> Keith Van okay. Horn. Obvious choices aside. Who, who, uh, who it's do? actually tough. I think the thing about this particular era is uh, I liked so many different players. So yeah. no, I don't. Okay. Uh, not Jason Kidd. Is Iverson... Exactly. This is where the transition is. So now the stars of the league, are, you're looking at your Allen Iversons, you're Ooh. looking at your Vince Carters. Ooh. What, a, what a time to be alive, right? Oh, this I can't is, wait. Uh, and I feel like... So the, the, the box we had before, who I might add Michael Jordan was on the cover. He was. Just to go back to my point about... A true uh, upper deck legend. Again, nothing against Keith Van Horn. But the upper deck cards we had last time, I think it had every team's whole roster, or at least it felt that way. You, you had players that you'd never heard of. You've got your... Vern Flemings. Your, oh, right. Your Mark Bryant's. Oh, the Mark Bryant's. Your, your David Vaughn's. Your uh, Harold Workman's. Exactly. Um, Hayward. But Hayward. <laughs> <laughs> don't give a disrespect. Hayward Workman again. Not on my watch. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it, it was kind of, it, it was great because there was always the risk that you'd end up with on those players. However, I think that the, these cards we're dealing with now, I think it's overall, it's going to be a higher, your general pack of cards are going to have a generally a higher level of player so what i mean is it's not the whole roster you might be five or six players from each roster oh, that makes the cut so i don't think i mean they're still bad players you, but what i'm saying is it might be like you might be looking at like a, a michael doliak that's <laughs> the worst yeah so, well so so one of the things about season one it was kind of like you were praying to the packs to get a good player exactly and the choice was very obvious usually each week who to take? Pretty much. There was only a couple of dilemmas, wasn't it? Right. And Notably, John Stockton or Clyde Drexler. Like, oh, that was the only one. What happened there? I chose Clyde Drexler, okay. who killed the blockers in the finals. But the, the thing is, though, is on this one, maybe there will be some really critical choices that we have to make. Obviously, not just us, but the other people picking their own teams as well. The cool thing is about it is you, kind of, you, can, you have the opportunity to like mold the team how you want it. It might not necessarily be everyone's going to pick the same good player because there might be two or three and you you might want your team to go a certain direction. One thing I want to clarify right now, 
in season one, we were quite strict about positions. You had to fill a point guard position, a shooting guard position. This season, do what you like. If if you pick ten point guards, go go ahead, go ahead. The dream it will not work out well for you on the Dreamcast. I, it, look, I don't know if that's true or not. Who yeah. knows if small ball will work? But I'm work. saying I think we should let everyone pick the team they want. Pick the team this they want. This is how we choose. This is how we figure out who the real GMs are. I guess that's true. If you do want to do it your way, go ahead. But I'm go. I'm a traditional Kansan man. Well, I think you, I the, still value the big man. The better teams will have a center on their roster. <laughs> I think. I think. I'm not saying. Yeah, yeah. Completely go so mental. Go with the go with who you want to pick. And if you're playing at home and you didn't get into the thing, you can still kind of make your own team. Absolutely. Choose which of us you want to back each week. So for week one, you could say I'm going with Pete. Whoever he opens in his his pack i'll choose from his pack of players in week two you could switch it you could go to ian so each I'd, team should be different i'd highly recommend that yeah um we'll jump into the packs in a minute but before we do like i said we've got a new box of cards flare ultras now I was, i've been looking at them i've been doing a little you've bit been looking at them well, you've not, been cheating I've, I've, you just saw me open the cling film they've, they've not been open but i've done a little bit of research because i didn't want them to be like oh here we go i didn't want it to be like two base cards and then like Eight inserts. all inserts that we can't choose. But no, they look good. I think there's more cards. There might be like 15 cards in a pack, something like that. It seemed like more than um, the previous ones. So I'm just going to talk about the types of inserts that are in these, okay? So same rule applies. You can only pick from the base cards for your roster. The inserts are nice to look at, nice to talk about, but they're normally the best players, so we, it wouldn't make it much fun. So they are not selectable. And we have fill the game inserts. Ooh, I like that. We've got the fresh inks, which are actually signed. They're legitimately signed. Now, the reason this we went with these box, the, the Key Fan Hall ones, is because they're very cheap. <laughs> but, but Fleer Ultra was a premier like box back in the day. Again, Key Fan Hall is on the box. <laughs> yeah, okay. So a lot of a lot of the reasons why I, I think the trading card basketball trading card market right now is is kind of back on its feet. It's like you, you know cards are selling for insane amounts of money, and this set had I think the most expensive card now like on auction on eBay or whatever. Is about two dollars fifty. <laughs> okay, that was the least exciting. Actually, let's have a quick look at the fresh inks because no, no, no. I, I hope that. Well, you could get a William Avery. Oh. You could get a Jonathan Bender. The. It looks like they. Well, didn't hold on, get... let me look at that random. One. There's Rafe LaFrance, Kansan legend, Quincy there's... Lewis. But there's some good ones. There's a Stephon Marbury, there's a David Robinson. So anyway, okay, we, got, yeah. we could potentially get a signature. There's a good looks. Hey, we're in the pack. Well, presumably not. Presumably not. Uh, there's a heir to the throne. Ooh, so, so it's like a Jordan kind of tie-in. They're still getting money, cashing those checks. It sounds like it. Uh, there's the Millennium Men. Boring. There's the Parquet Players. I don't even know what that word means. I think Parquet is a type of flooring, isn't it? I remember they used to say the, the old Boston the garden, was yeah. par- the garden was like Parquet. It's oh, like, like the cool, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 it's like the planks of wood with like the checks kind of I like. Think so. yeah, I yeah, think okay. that's Parquet. And then uh, they got the World Premier Players. Premier I like. So... I don't know if these are necessarily, judging by the names of them, they might not necessarily be the best players in the game, but I think we should stick to that. No inserts on the No rosters. inserts. And then finally, there are three what we call like parallel sets. We've got the gold medallions, the masterpieces, and the platinum medallions. They're, <laughs> they, they doesn't matter what their name is, whatever, but basically every single base card has a variant version, and it's like slightly cut out differently, or it might be gold. And so they are fine. We can still count those as draftable players, I think, because okay. every single base card has at least one of those. So, so just to review, Fleer Ultra 99-2000, yep. when we open the pack, we are limited to choosing only the base card or the base card variants. All inserts are out. Correct. Got it. It's just easier to do that. And we can draft any position. Yep. And got it. And, of course, if the same player comes up for me and you, Pete, uh-huh. 
he's done. Yeah, no, you cannot, we cannot draft him if they're in the same pack. And that has to filter through, I think. I think if the same player adds to the tension, if the same player comes up in your my, my pack and your pack, they're not just unselectable for us. The people playing at home can't select him either. They, they, if the player, that's part of the, the risk of playing this game. If the player comes up twice, he's done. I absolutely, for the first time ever, agree with you. Because that's, you know what? We didn't, we didn't stuff these. I wanted some players that you wanted last season, but we had them cancel each other out right Absolutely. at the, the last second. Yeah. It happens. Huh. So those guys got into contract disputes and they're unavailable for well, any I team. Think it, it adds to the excitement a little bit as well. You could be, you might, your first card, you might think, ah, home, I'm home, drop, what's the phrase? I'm home free. I'm home. I've <laughs> been dropped off at home. There we go. I've been <laughs> dropped off at home. And then suddenly, you on the last card, you get the same guy. He's snatched from under you. He's, he's taken. You, yeah, exactly. You've already got. You've already penciled him in on exactly. your on your team, and now you got to scratch it out. So you've already got the jerseys printed up, but no, send them back. So um, yeah, so so we're all we all have the same rules here. There's other. There's one key change that we're doing from ninety five ninety six. Is that in season one we were looking at the totality of a player's impact on the NBA. Charles Barkley, 11-time All-Star, one-time MVP, all the stats. Yeah. Right now, we're taking into consideration their current age, how many years they've been in the league, how are they in this 99-2000 season. And there's a very good reason for that. We are just going to run that Dreamcast game. We don't want to edit any other players' stats. Never again. <laughs> I'm never touching that shit again. I will note, Allen Iverson is on the cover, so he may be a more valuable I think, player. I think... Allen Iverson is the stud in this in this pack. I would agree. Anyway, even if he was on yeah, the cover, yeah, that's the cover. who you want. That's who you want. So the in uh so in addition to that, we are looking. If you're if you're listening and you're playing along and you do choose Karl Malone, remember you're getting ninety nine two thousand Karl Malone. Exactly. You're not getting you know world class best of all time version. You know you can make it a bit interesting. If there's for example, I'm a huge Baron Davis fan, but <laughs> I know B Diddy, but I know he is a rookie in this card, so he might not have the best stats. But I might pick him over a better player because I want my team to be there. And at the end of the day, it's the Dreamcast that figures out the scores. We know from the first simulation we oh, did. Oh, God. We know that Tim Hardaway on the PS1 likes a sideways flayed away three and he makes them. We know that Dan Marley got ethered and deleted from the game and became a ghost. We know that Kevin Garnett was the Christ reincarnate and just <laughs> dunked on everyone. So. And Charles Barkley was the worst NBA player in exactly. modern so NBA history. So bear that history. in mind. When you're picking your teams... You know, make it your own. Pick pick the players you like. And uh, and remember, this is a different era. So, you know, and one is the new thing. Everyone's yeah. so pick those players. That Shorts you think are a will bit baggier. Good. Oh yeah, this is going to be exciting. So I think it's about time. Unless there's any other rules that you can think, I think of. That's it. I think we need to get into the packs. Okay. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait. Don't take away my favorite thing. To the packs, season two. How about this year? We're going to go a little different. No random bullshit. I'll take the left. You take the right. Let's do that. All right. Here's my pack of cards. These feel. Bit meatier, aren't they? All right. Visit our website, fleerskybox.com. One second. Just going to fire up see if the that still works. Browser. Ooh, I have odds. Can Box. I tell you really Box. quick? Oh, please do. Fleerskybox.com. Forbidden. <laughs> <laughs> Those shame. are forbidden. I have some interesting uh, odds for you Give on these inserts. Okay. The good looks. One in six packs. Oh. World premiere. One in 12 packs. Heir to the throne. One in 24 packs. 15 parquet players, one in 72 packs. 15, feel the game, hand-numbered. Fresh ink, hand-numbered. That means there's like 12. Ooh, these are so stuck together. Look, my one card is well, they've been in there damaged 20, by time. 25 years. Oh, did you get a little funny one at the back? I didn't get a funny one. <gasps> is, is that this... your one in six million chance to win an... Holy shit, check this out. Uh -oh. You ready? Yes. Tune in for your chance to win. 
Huh. Watch TBS NBA Monday on January 10th, 2000, and see if you have the grand prize winning number. Grand prize winner. Holy shit. I think I've actually got something rare. Uh, receives an NBA game room complete with Sony Home Entertainment System, a full-size NBA arcade game, basketball trading cards, and other great merchandise. Your entry number is... Oh, my God. 11-29-09-35. See attached official rules. I got a little... Well, why don't you do some deep dive research well, and we they, can see if we... The if website we isn't ones. online anymore, unfortunately. I don't, well, they, maybe the YouTube. Okay. All I know is all my cards are stuck yeah, together. To, all right. Let's right. let's junk him first. Saisho <laughs> good junk him. Pui. I go sho. All right, you beat me. Do you want me to read your card first? Uh, no, I'm going to read yours first. All right. So for anyone listening who p- picked Pete's pack, I'm reading his pack. These are absolutely pre-damaged. I already ruined this card. It's like... Did it stick on... It, yeah, oh, it's like no. it's ripping off their faces. Oh, no. Okay, well... $2.50 just got we, downgraded. If we did get a rare ink card, it's blank. <laughs> um, okay, I physically can't get... This card stuck off it? the back. Hold on, hold on, oh, no. hold on, hold on. Okay, okay you got we, it. Do we put them in the microwave first or something? <laughs> oh, if you, oh, if you do like the old-fashioned, like you break it in a baseball glove. There we go. Oh man, I feel it's like quite, it's quite satisfying, isn't it? It's like cracking your knuckles. I feel. Yeah, go ahead. Are you ready for your first card? Yes. Played on the Golden State Warriors. I hate that team. I call him Damps. Eric Dampier. Eric Dampier. Ooh, baby. He's a center. Yeah, he's a big boy. Previously, we had very unknown names. I think I'm going to know everybody. I think I might be proved wrong, but I feel like in this box of cards, Eric Dampier is as low as it's going to get. Thanks. I'm (laughs) glad we could start that way. That's about the the bottom of the barrel. Eric Dampier, if you're listening. Yeah, feel free to call in and defend yourself. Um, Okay, well, from what I can read, because I've ruined the back of the card because it was stuck to, I'm not going to say your next player. Dampier's 11 offensive rebounds against the, oh, it's another single game stat. That's never good. I like those. Dampier's 11 offensive rebounds against the Portland Trailblazers on February 14th, 99, tied the NBA single game high for 98-99. So So in one game, he was just all over the boards of the, I mean, how, I mean, if I was to choose one team who would miss a ton of wide open shots that he could get offensive rebounds, it'd be the 99 Golden State Warriors. Yeah, well... Uh, Jackson, Mississippi's own Eric Dampier. Well, let me tell you, I'm. I hope that on this first, this first card of yours, by all means, take him. A gift from me to you. He sunk my chances of winning. Oh, he can come. Is it? Is it a? He's a former Kansas blocker. He was really good at getting zero points and goose eggs. Maybe a couple two points, eleven dimes, and offensive fouls. He hits the opposition as hard as he hits his loved ones. It's Mr. Jason Kidd. Don't say that. <laughs> In a friendly way. Now Jason Kidd. You got Jason. Was he Kidd. at the Suns at this point? He was. And he's doing a pretty sick looking aerial move maneuver. What, what so can you tell let me about see Jason. Jason Kidd. Apart from ruining your team's chances. He was, let's, let's just get that out of the way. He was awful for you. He was absolutely dreadful. I mean, a Joe Dumas absolutely had his way with him. Absolutely. And, well... The, the real sad thing was Damon Stoudemire should have probably started some of those games because he was instant offense. We hit like a half-court shot in he the did. game too, I think. So. Jason Kidd uh, was a one-man show in 98-99, leading the NBA in assists per game and also in triple-doubles with seven. Five more than his closest competitor. A former Kansas blocker, he choked away the season finals against the Essex Jammers in the 96 season. <laughs> so there you go. Interesting little stat for Mr. J. Kidd. There's okay. your first choice. A, a, a legend. That took 10 packs to get to last time. We got him the first card. Okay, your next one. Yeah. It's another player. It's another legend of the game. Ooh. But you're probably not going to pick him. It's a guy who just happened to... He just felt like he hung around in the NBA for years. Part of the Fab Five. It's not Chris Webber. Uh, Jalen Rose? It's not Jalen Rose. The other one. The other one. 
the other one who made it to the NBA. He's in Hoop Dreams. You ever seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, it's um, Juwan Howard. Juwan Howard. I knew yeah. it. LeBron's buddy. Yeah. He, uh, I knew it was Juwan, Juwan Howard. These cards are incredibly hard to read, aren't they, at the back? The Iron Man, former NBA All-Star, ranked eighth in the league in minutes played per game last season, logging 39.7 minutes per contest. The Wizards... Clearly not that. No, he's deep. in the Wizards. Yeah, so uh, they they needed uh, all the contributions they could get from him. So uh, yeah, Juwan Howard. So you've got Eric Dampier and Juwan Howard. I'm starting off as I usually do, a little slow at the gate, while you get Eric Piatowski. Oh, he came up in uh, the last cards. He, as he well. was in a. Uh, Is he at the Clippers still? He's still. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't what, been able to ex- escape. What, what an unfortunate career path to take as an NBA basketball player. As you said, the Clippers throughout the 90s were the, probably the worst organization to play not for, even I mean it, it, you could actually add them in just historically yeah. just all franchises ever all because of um, Donald Sterling that's his name just a yeah. scumbag piece of crap well Pyakowski Pike this is where the whole Pike thing came from oh remember? yeah the Pike the weapon the fish I didn't know what a Pike was yes somehow the smooth shooting big guard small forward finished 10th in the NBA in free throw percentage and 20th in three point field goal percentage so yeah. he was chucking up threes yeah before he went to Nebraska, yeah, he was six seven. He's a big lad, yeah. No, no interest. Get him off. Okay, get, I, get him out of the way. Jason Kidd, still your t- front runner. Okay, we spoke about him already. Oh, Jason Kidd's back. He loves a fading sideways three points. Tim Hardaway, no longer with the Golden State Warriors. Where is he? The Essex Jammers. Well, the Miami Heat. Is the okay, Miami Heat. Kidd, that's a tough one because normally, normally with a, a an iconic player, I feel like he was iconic at both of those teams. Yeah, I, I remember more in the Heat. More of the Heat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. He's probably more. Um, was I this the know. UTEP two step? Yes, absolutely. That's his move. Okay, Tim plays 11th in the NBA in assists per game last season, and on April 22nd became the Heat's all-time franchise leader in that category. So. Good point, guard. If the Dreamcast algorithms are anything like the the PS ones, yeah, great to come off the bench for a sideways fading three. He loves well, those. Then we, I'd already take Tim Hardaway over Jason Kidd. So you got you got a Miami Heat uh, teammate of Mister Tim Hardaway. It's not Dwayne Wade. He's not in the league yet. You have one of my favorite players. Just as in terms of like, we're talking nineties or early two thousands. Can I guess? Yeah, sure. Is it Zoe? It's not Zoe. Ooh, that would have been really cool. I liked him not as like as a dependable like all star, but like as a cool player. Jamal Mashburn. Oh yeah, yeah, Mashburn. He's just he's just great. And he's from Kentucky, which is not cool because no one really likes the blue bloods. However, Mashburn's father, a New York City policeman, was once a heavyweight prize fighter who tangled with Larry Holmes and sparred with Muhammad Ali. That fact has nothing to do with his basketball ability. So <laughs> his, his interesting stat is about his dad? Yeah, who oh. was a prize fighter and a policeman. Interesting. He is from New York, so mm. he's probably one of those legends of Rucker Park or like those kind of areas. You still talking about his dad? or No, no, Jamal Mashburn. Okay. So let me see. Mash here, he was putting up early in his career on the, on the Mavs, 20, 25 a game. Mm-hmm. He's starting to slow down to about 15 per game. Yeah, Mashburn's good. I, I don't know why, but there, you know there are certain players you just get confused in your head. Do, is, do you have a couple of players that you always... Do I ever? But I don't know why. For me, it's Mashburn, and they're nothing really like each other, but Mashburn and Isaiah Ryder. I always confuse those two. I don't know why. There's, yeah. some, there's some weird wiring in my brain that kind of somehow links those two together. I don't know why. Can I have Isaiah Ryder? <laughs> <laughs> you got Jason Kidd. No, yeah. Your next one. Yeah. Oh, he's a point guard. I like point guards. He was a very good point guard. He won a NCAA championship, I remember it well, with Arizona. And the guy who scored like 45 points in that final was a guy called um, Miles Simon. 
and he made it to the NBA, but he didn't have a good career. But the point guard on that team it wasn't Bibby. It's it, Mike Bibby. It was. It's Mike look Bibby. At me. Yeah. Where did that come from? See, look, ninety nine, two thousand. I was a sophomore in high school. You had a so lot of time on your hands. <laughs> yeah, ninety five, ninety six. We were dealing with way too many ancient players. Mm. So Mike Bibby. Oh man, it's tough. I hated Mike Bibby almost his entire career. He played for the uh, the hated Pistons, didn't he? I mean, the, I'm sorry, the um, the Sacramento Kings. Uh, later in his career, right. I, thought was like about, I thought later. he was about to say the hated Grizzlies. No one hated the Vancouver Grizzlies. No, no, they, I were like like, the Grizzlies. they were like harmless. They were like, you're like your little cousin. That I you love like the Grizzlies. Stroke on the head. Oh, that sounds weird. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't do that. But the 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 thing I liked recently, I saw him. I was, we were together. We were watching an old video of Mike Bibby talking about his famous passes and, and moves, and he was the most humble, down to earth, just loves basketball. I. Don't remember that, but I do remember him getting kicked out of his kids' game for screaming at the referee. Just a humble, <laughs> hardworking. And there was a famous picture um, a couple of years ago where I guess he just got really back into the gym or something, and he just looked like a fucking mountain. That's, like, like, that's a Kansas blocker, uh, if like I ever a, heard one. Uh, okay, let me read what the card says. Okay, Bibby lived up to his advanced. It's really hard to read because I've ripped the back. Billy, <laughs> Billy, <laughs> <laughs> Bibby. Lived up to his advanced billing and was selected uh, to the 98-99 NBA All-Rookie First Team. Well, you'd hope so. He was one of the, he was a top draft people. Yeah. Uh, he led all rookies in assists and placed third in scoring and steals. So there you go. This is his, this isn't his rookie. This is his second season in the league. So we're dealing with someone a little younger on the on the Dreamcast formulas. Yeah. But still, I think he'd be very good on there. Well, you got Vin the Baker, Baker's buddy. And he got he got a legendary contract, I think, with like just several teams of Celtics, just a big fat so worked himself out of the league. So I'm not really selling him to you. You've got Antoine Walker. Can I tell you a story? Sure. I love stories. True story. Oh. Genuinely true story. <laughs> okay. Antoine Walker's wife, or maybe girlfriend, okay. once looked at me and said what the fuck? What? To you? True story. Was this in England? It was. Were you at the Bulldogs? What? The Bears? What? The Brewdogs? What team? The, the Lions? The Tigers? Um, so what it was, it was... What, what, what's the team that you supported as a young lad? The Leopards. Thank you. That one. Uh, the Greater London Leopards. So I, it was it was um, a pre-season tournament. So when I was young, when I was like 15, 16 years old, I was a massive fan of this team and uh, you know I, I used to go to all the games and I got to know players really well and you know to travel on the bus to the away game and stuff like that there was a tournament it was like a adidas tournament i think it was in sheffield but it was an adidas sponsored tournament and it was like four teams from around europe that were all sponsored by adidas one of them was the leopards one of them was a team from sheffield called and two european teams came down um like one from france and one from italy i think and it's a big tournament and at the same time they had another thing going on in asia the exact i think it's in china the exact same setup so eight adidas teams played and they had an ambassador come down to both of them. And it was Antoine Walker because it was like his, it would have been around this time. It was like his second season in the league. It might have been just before this. It was his like second season in the league. And he was like the the ambassador for this tournament. The in, statesman. The statesman in Europe. Asia got fucking Kobe, man. What? Could have been, it could have been Kobe's girlfriend telling me to fuck off. <laughs> his wife? Um, but so what happened? Because I didn't really know who Anton Walker was at the time. It was like second year in the league. But he was Adidas. You know, Adidas were all in with him. Do you remember the whole feet you wear? Yeah, like, yeah, whole, yeah, that yeah. Was, that was Kobe and Antoine Walker. They were like you their two Antoine people. Antoine and... Anyway, oh my so I got... God. I, um, so it was like a full day of basketball. It was like Saturday, like the games all day. It was like a whole weekend of basketball. And we went there and I was with my friend Ben and we were... Um, got hungry so we left the arena and there was a McDonald's next to the arena and like there was a really long line 
and then the register next to it opened and someone said okay come over here and you know being like i was probably 14 and ben my friend was a couple of years younger than me and we just like ran from the back of one queue to the front it was a scumbag oh, move looking back boy. and in front of us was a very tall gentleman and a lady and I remember her as I, as we scuttled around them, just looking at me in disdain. What the fuck? And yeah, I remember. It lived with me. I remember that. You looked up into your over no, your shoulder. Didn't pay any attention. Was was still ordering a Big Mac or whatever it was. <laughs> Went and sat down, ate that. Then about a couple of hours later, they announced in the arena, Antoine Walker will now be signing uh, the posters or whatever. So we got to the front. And, and did he remember you? Uh, I remember I remember being very, very awkward because it was him and his wife standing right behind him and then just saying, can I, can I have your signature, Mr. Walker, uh, could please? Could you please sign this Big Mac carton? Well, so, that gives credence to my story. He was a big fat ass. He shouldn't have been at McDonald's <laughs> in London. He should be eating healthy. And did he ever play with Ben Baker? I don't know why I said that. I don't think he did. I was just thinking he of might work with him times. in Starbucks. I don't yeah, know. I think that's what it was. Um, similar to, to Vin Baker, he went bankrupt. Right. So maybe that's why it's that's why it's all getting mixed but in my head. But he was good. He was very good. Well, he go was, ahead and draft him. So um, I'm not going to pick him over Jason Kidd, but he was a good player during the 97-98 season. I'm telling you stats. You just okay. let me say this. Okay. During the 97-98 season, Walker made the first NBA All Star team. Oh, his first. Uh, that word was scratched out. His first NBA All-Star team. He didn't make finished... the first NBA All-Star team unless he's 97 <laughs> years old. Uh, and finished the year fifth in the league in points per game. So I, I, I want to add a new thing in this particular season. I'm going to tell you his most recent season stats so you can try to imagine what kind of player you're getting. Okay. So, you know, he, he played – he was injury-riddled that last year. He only played 42 games. Ooh. But he put up a solid, you know, 19 a game. He had a – fewer rebounds than he ever had but he had a little bit more assists so it's only his third or fourth year so he's still young and dependable yeah. probably bounce back from injury okay your next card I need someone good please I don't want and my I, baby and I think that's a good shout we should mention a little bit about the stats because these are the stats that are going to be going into these the dream the card ones. so uh, yeah. these are the ones you need to be aware of um, so when you picture Alan Iverson it's not Alan Iverson <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> you Why would you when you that? picture Alan Iverson yeah what uh, the Philadelphia 76ers what backcourt buddies do you associate him with any Speedy any, Claxton Claxton was one, do any, anyone Andre else Andre Iguodala I, he um, was there yeah yeah is that right well he went after there was two AIs wasn't there yeah, on the, yeah. no no uh, but another Larry yes. if I say Larry Hughes. Really? yeah Larry Hughes Larry Hughes, Larry Hughes. he was um, another player who had flashes of brilliance uh, the former Conference USA Freshman of the Year, Hughes and Allen Iverson became known as the Flight Brothers. The Flight Brothers. In 98-99 for their alley-oop slam combos. So you could draft him now so in the, the hope thing, that right? you'll get Iverson in the future. Yeah. And you have the Slam Brothers or what? The Flight Brothers. Flight Brothers. Do I get like, like in video games, if you equip two pieces of the same set, you get like a bonus. If I can draft both Flight Brothers yeah. or if you can get like Stockton yeah. and Malone, which yeah. I could have had in season one of the blockers. Yeah. Do, we, do, we, do we get a bonus to that? Well, I think it would have to be like a, a, a one outside. The, I don't think the Dreamcast can handle bonuses. I don't think so, yeah. They don't I think it would have to be brothers. like you get to punch me in the arm or something. Okay, like I'll that. take that. Okay. I hope we get the Flight Brothers. <laughs> so, uh, Larry Hughes, stats. Uh, let's do the the sexy ones. Points. Yes. 9.1. Uh, minutes per game, 19.8. So he wasn't playing a great so he's deal. He's a bench player. Uh, assists, 1.5. Yeah, I mean, good player, but he might not be that great on the, on the simulation. Well, I think you've got another opportunity... I guess what happened was after the blockers suffered a four-one defeat, mm. we just jettisoned everyone off the team. You've you, got you cut everyone. I guess three years later. Oh, and they're looking for a, they're okay. looking for new new job. And you got here, kids, uh, backcourt brother. 
who did you have? You had Clyde Drexler. No, no, his his backup, who came in for the instant offense, the half court legend, Damon Stoudemire. Damon Stoudemire okay. now playing for the Blazers. And hold oh. on, he's stuck to another card. Oh, got it. Okay. So Damon, <laughs> you Stoudemire, still read it? Yeah, no, that one looks really bad. I, that was that was tough. He was <laughs> he was stuck to. Uh, Don't say, but is it a good player? Because he is. Oh dear. He was. He was all wrapped up. I'll let you think about it. This former NBA Rookie of the Year was the first unreadable word draft pick. I can't see it. It's it's. I can't read it. His uh, the history of the Toronto Raptors. Okay, he was the first pick of the the Toronto Raptors. After three years, he was sent to the Blazers, which he now plays for. He had another injury riddled season the year before mm. this coming year. We spoke about it quite a lot last year. Damon Sadamite was one of those guys where you thought his yeah his stats would be better due to the reputation he has. I mean, an absolute legend in terms of, like, if you're talking about 90s players, everyone knows who Damon Stoudemire is. And if you're talking about the simulation we had at the season, end of season one, he hit the best shot in the whole... He did. It was the best. Uh, Jordan was the most clutch. Garnett was the most consistent. But the most the most amazing plays came from Damon Stoudemire. I would... No, the, the best play was from Shaq when he tried to kill Robert Parrish. That was the best <laughs> play of the game. Um, this Damon Stoudemire is kind of in his fourth, fifth year. He's been averaging about 13 a game, still has seven assists. He's a dependable player, but I think you've got to go with Jason Kidd if you're going for a first pick point uh, guard. Oh, over Damon Stoudemire? Yeah. 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 Uh, interesting enough, Damon Stoudemire was also the lowest rated player on any of our two drafted teams, mm. and Dennis Scott was one point ahead of him. Mm. Uh, interesting side note. So there's Damon for you. Who do I got to contest with Mike Bibby? I would like to have one kind of super great player. Matt Harpering. Who? I thought I knew everybody. Is Matt Harpering? Who do you play for? Duke or something? Or a Georgia Tech <laughs> he bullshitter? Looks like, he looks like a dookie. He went to um, Georgia Tech. Okay, I see, that. I knew it. It's I, in there somewhere. I knew it's it. It's in there somewhere. It's in that. your brain somewhere. Are you kidding me? Look at that. Look at the back of the card. Nice you little mean, wait, tri- triple the, threat kind oh, of thing. Oh, oh, what a fucking dork. He went to Georgia Tech. I can't believe I got that. How did you get that? I don't know. It um, was in there somewhere. Play for the Magic. Uh... Former Orlando coach Chuck Daly raved about Harpering. Whoops. I believe he can guard any perimeter guy in the league. That's almost certainly not true. Um, no. And they'll know when they've been in a battle when the game is over. They'll know when they've been Harpering'd. Um, is that what it says? No, but oh. that's what it should say. Matt Harpering, I can bore you with his stats, but you're not going to pick him. I 8.2 points a game, 4.3 rebounds. Um, 3.2 naps. Yeah, pretty much. 6.8 donuts. Yep. Okay, well, so way. way to go, Harpering. Now, your next player is no one to sneeze at, and you've got yourself a real decision to make. Is it Dennis Rodman? No. I, uh, in the famous O.J. Simpson's case, he the, the winning defense was, if the glove does not fit, you must acquit. Oh, uh, no. So I would have had a dilemma if this was the 94-95 cards. You thinking he's past his prime? I think, he was still, I think he was still an all-star. The only point guard to win defensive player of the year? I think he was still an all-star, but if we're looking at his 99-2000 I would pick Jason, uh, stats, I would pick Jason Kidd all day long. Is he, he's still at the Sonics, right? Yeah. This isn't his Laker... No, he's still with the Sonics. I think he was an all-star this year as well. I'll tell you what, I, I'm going to read you his little bonus thing, and then I'm going to tell you Jason Kidd's stats and his, and you can just kind of see the previous years. Okay. So, um... Peyton doesn't believe in scouting reports. First of all, he doesn't care what you think about his playing, you son of a bitch. Well, that doesn't surprise me. He thinks about he thinks the toughest guys to guard are those who don't repeat their moves, like John Stockton, Rod Strickland, and Michael Jordan. First, I'm going to tell you uh, Jason Kidd's stats. Okay. 
He was injured the year before for the Suns, but he's coming in at 17 points a game, 10 assists, so it's 11 assists, 17 boards. Oh, God, I can't. Let me tell you about Jason Kidd's stats. From last year, he had a bit of an injury-plagued season, but he still put up 11 dimes and 17 points per game and 114 steals, which is kind of Gary Payton's notable thing. Oh, he doesn't tell you the steals per game? That's annoying. Doesn't tell you the steals per game. Now, you're looking at Gary Payton. Mm. 22 points per game, mm. still more consistent offensively, mm. nine assists, which is a career high to this point. 99, 2000? That, yeah. How many years 90, have he been in the I'm league? I'm saying 98, 99. He was drafted in oh, 1991, so it's his ninth year. So you're looking at like a LeBron. All oh, right, okay, yeah. yeah. Maybe, um, yeah, um, you're right, you're right. He was, I'm, I'm putting him in the in same fact, kind of bracket as Stockton. And I will tell you this. Mm. Oh, Kid had more rebounds, but the 98, 99 season, which he was a little injured. Wait. Was the 98-99 season the shortened year because of yeah, the... Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. They're not, so they're injured. not injured. It's, it's the lockout. You're yeah, right. it's the lockout year. Yeah. Interesting. Ah. So, on everyone's lockout year, this was the best season Gary Payton ever played. Really? According well, to that stats and himself. Me. That surprises me. Um, one question. Yes? Did Jason Kidd have bleached hair at this point? Because that would that would that might affect my... Uh... He does not. Oh, that's a shame. And Gary Payton... Almost certainly doesn't have bleached hair. Does not have hair. <laughs> so... You got the okay. glove. What does it say about the glove? Is there a little caption or something? Yeah, he doesn't believe in scouting oh, reports. That was it. Oh, yeah, he only knows was. people by toughness. Okay, your next forgettable player is Matt Harpring's fraternity brother. Certainly at the uh, tail end of his career. Oh God, I don't want Mike Bibby. Um, he passed away not too long ago. Oh, Uncle Cliffy. Uncle Cliff Robinson. About, yeah, Cliff Robinson. He the was big dog. He. I don't even remember him at the Suns, to be honest with you. I remember him obviously at the Blazers, but he spent three years at the Suns at least. Again, a player that was in the seemingly in the NBA for about twenty years. A former NBA All Star and Sixth Man Award winner, Robinson finished eighth in the NBA in three point field goal percentage at four point uh, forty one percent last season. It's not bad. His stats for last year with the Suns: sixteen point four points a game. Oh, 16.4 still pretty good four and a half rebounds uh 2.6 assists so yeah Clifford Robinson again still at this point he'd been in the league for since 89 90 so yeah 10. oh my god yeah, he's a, he's a... okay your next guy ooh the lovable Vancouver Grizzlies and a name that you love to say Felipe Lopez as much as you love to say it, you were struggling to say it <laughs> I, well, I couldn't read it it was ripped off oh, okay. the card Felipe Lopez Tinaja registered is that's his nickname did you know that tinaja i didn't even know his real tinaja. name i don't know who this is <laughs> tinaja registered his first career nba double double against seattle on april 9th 1999 burning the sonics for 21 points and 11 boards in a 98 93 win so this is his like second season in the nba is he related to the, the lopez twins couldn't tell you. I don't think so. I don't think he is. Um, but this is a probably he's a guard, mm. and uh, he Almost averaged ten points a game, two assists, and four boards. I don't think he's going to get any playing time. <laughs> probably not. So he's out. Okay. I need I need some help, Ian. Please don't make me, I, like season one. I had Detlef Shrimp my first pick, and he killed me. I want somebody I really like. Uh, well, it, it's an insert. Well, get those odds. Get those odds up. Get those odds up. Okay. Uh, I back, got it. it. Okay. What are the odds of a parquet player? Parquet player is a 1 in 72 packs. That's one of the rarest ones. Damn it. Well, we got one. We got one. Who is it? Does it mean it's actual wood from the court? It doesn't feel like it. It's just a slightly thicker card. Is it? It's, um, you might see him in your local McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Is it uh, Antoine Walker? Do you want to know a little bit more? Look at that. 
That's a cool looking card. Okay, I'm gonna read a little bit about him, a little bit more. <laughs> Doesn't mention anything about that incident in. Uh, but yeah, twelve of fifteen. Park eight. We got number twelve. Walker's ability to score from every position. He's played everything from point guard to center. I'll be damned. So it says in brackets. Uh, makes him the perfect go-to weapon when you are when you absolutely need to get two. The former NBA All Star can post up and shoot over smaller defenders and speed past redwoods in the paint. I like that. The redwood. The, That's the, pretty the neat. Yeah. The final ingredient to a clutch score is confidence. It's an unbelievable feeling to know when you can do anything you want on the offensive end is what he said once well he's not confident enough to tell me to get behind him in a yeah, mcdonald's line was, now he, was, little, he was very silent it was his wife that was he cool. was in a different country he doesn't yeah. know your norms she was not afraid to pull the trigger so, so the, you, the question is like uh you got an insert as well you got a world premiere which has these nice little cutouts like these they're a different shape but um are the world premieres in those are those are, are one in twelves okay, those are not variants they are, it says not world fair. premiere there's Ooh, 10 of them who i got but Premier, that makes me think it's a rookie, maybe. Is it a first-year player, or is it just someone that you might not have heard of until this year? Is it someone they're backing to be a good player? This You've not heard of him, because I can see you struggling to... I know who to, he is. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to see if this is a rookie card. I think he is a rookie. Who is it? Well, he's a great player. I'll, I'll read you a stat. Maybe you can guess him. Can I just ask one question? Yes. It says World Premier. Is it an international player? I don't know. He's not. He's an American, I think. Okay. 99% okay. sure. The AP John R. Wooden and Basketball Writers Associate... Association Collegiate Basketball Player of the Year for 98-99. This person has experience being the man. That's his nickname. Averaging 17.7 points and 9.8 rebounds, he led Duke to a 37-2 record and the NCAA Tournament Finals in 98-99. Elton Brand. Oh, that's a cool-looking card. Though, yeah, look it? at that. I damaged it with its, me ripping it off the back of Ooh, that's a very Felipe Lopez. Card. Elton Brand. I liked Elton Brand. Yeah, he was kind of a disappointment overall. He was kind of one of those guys that, in fantasy basketball, was just kind oh, of double, solid. Double. Yeah. Just solid. Yeah. yeah, but you don't get many points for rebounds and points. So you need the threes, you need the steals, you need the blocks. So he's a yeah, decent guy to have. But, but the double um, double gave you like a five point bonus if you could get it. Well, we can't be keeper though, so we'll put them. We'll put the. I want to see the parkey. Ooh, it's a bit thicker, isn't it? And look, this one actually didn't get damaged. The back. Look at the back. This one got damaged. <laughs> okay, so you got it... three cards left, and I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have. But I've seen all of them. Because oh, I just hold, oh, well, you got to pull them apart, don't you? And I can see the best player, which would be a fine player to have. I can see the back of your cards that you're holding, and it's the same one, so we can't pick him. But anyway, who do I got next? Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson's not my last card for you. No, but it's your it's the it's, it's your next card as yeah. well. Yeah, so we both have Derek Anderson. But I'm not. I wasn't talking about him. I was talking about. So we got two of the same cards. Oh, so I'm out of cards. I have the other one guy left. <laughs> So we have double. All right, so okay, let's just redo that whole bit because that makes no, no, no. Sense I right. get it now. Okay. We both have Derek Anderson in our hands. Yep. So you've got Derek Anderson. I've got Derek Anderson. Playing for the Clippers. Trade yeah. alert. Trade alert. Trade alert. Because he was at the Cavs before this last season. Ten point eight points a game. Three point eight assists. A degree in pharmacy from Kentucky might help Derek curve the Clippers' basketball woes. He was traded from Cleveland along with Johnny Newman for Lamond Murray. They get kind of creative with their little writings. He yeah. burns past the Redwoods. If a degree in medicine would help salve the wounds. So does that mean he was a four-year player? It must do, if he's got a degree. I think... I thought they were joking. I thought it was like... Oh, they say he should get a degree yeah. in pharmacy? <laughs> if there's one might, thing this Clippers organization him. needs. Yeah. So maybe he does, though. Props to him if he does. If Derek Anderson's the doc... Okay, we got two Derek Anderson's. So we, I don't get those. to draft him. And so... And let's I'm go. confused. How have you only got one card left? Well, let's go to the next thing. So we're both saying that my next card and the one that you say is Stefan Marbury. Yeah, and I've Starberry. got him as well. So that cancels us out. It cancels him out. We and can't he him. was an excellent player. Marbury's 20 assists on April 25th, 1999 was the NBA single game high during the 98-99 season. 
Mm. He was... You're supposed to finish the rest oh, of the yeah, hang on. Uh, I can't read it. He finished third in the league in assists per game. So, Stefan Marbury, my first basketball jersey of all time, as you know, is a Scotty Pippen one. Which we're waiting for. To which is... I'm waiting for it to get a little bit colder. Oh, thanks. For you to wear it in. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I didn't have too many basketball jerseys growing up, but another one I had, I probably had like four or five. The one I remember most fondly... I got for Christmas one year because I asked and asked and asked for it and it was hard to get as like a you know as a kid in England we didn't have basketball stores you had to it was all mail order and stuff like that and I'm talking like mid 90s whatever and I had a white Timberwolves Stefan Marbury that's so sick one, and I, I might still have it in my house that could be the punishment of season two but uh, at this point Stefan Marbury was at the Nets yeah he had just been traded and, amazing uh, amazing player I, I, he came uh, yeah another Georgia Tech yeah, player. A, a hornet, a streetball legend in New York. Average and a Chinese, at this point. he went to China to play for a well, lot of Chinese teams, what right? A cool, what a cool thing! He, what a cool guy Stefan Marbury was. He went to China. Yeah, he released the Starberry. Yeah, he released an affordable shoe. You know, it's like a fifteen dollar basketball yeah, yeah. shoe. So anyone can do it. He got the logo tattooed on the side of his head. That <laughs> I think might have been a mistake. <laughs> but he's a legend in China. He transformed Chinese oh, basketball. Yeah. He, Beijing Ducks and, you know, do you know what's hilarious? There was one season when he was at his prime in China because he won it. Like, he won everything. Like, he won the championship with the Beijing Ducks like, against, you know, against Yao Ming's Shanghai Sharks and it was all these battles. And he just, you know, he was everything that they imagined more when he went out to China. I think the, the anticipation, because he was one of the first players to go out to China. I think he was literally the first yeah american guys like to go out and actually like an a nba superstar player, yeah. yeah and i remember watching a game in his I, I, I watched him play for the celtics in his i think it was his final season in the nba he was at the celtics and it was kind of humbling for me because he was one of my genuinely i think i said it last season he was one of my top five all-time nba players stefan marbury when he was in georgia tech i followed him so much and i, I really you know i love that harpering i love that <laughs> he didn't pass him at Harper, no. but i love that and it's a shame that you know him and garnett didn't play longer together Stefan Marbury wanted out of there he famously he didn't want to be part of that organization anymore I don't know why but what a combo that was Garnett and Stefan Marbury if they could have played together a couple more years that would have been incredible but anyway I saw him at the tail end of his career and it was really you know uh, nice for me I remember like he didn't get much court time because this was at the time I guess it was the Celtics were like Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett was there and you know and but he was he was still um on that roster, it, it meant the most out seeing any one of those players for me to see Stefan Marbury like warming up and playing. But anyway, and he we, when he went to China, he was still like the MVP of the league in China. Yeah. Well, the, the amazing thing was, I, I'll have to double check this, but I'm 99 percent sure in China they don't give the MVP award to non-Chinese players. And there's a season, and his numbers were like 38 points a game, 15. Like it was insane. And the next player down was like 17. <laughs> it was like night and day. Uh, and, was, and they gave it to another guy. <laughs> How embarrassing if you're that other guy just to like be like, yep. I'm the MVP uh, of I'm the this. league. Yeah, yeah. All right. Like, we got to discern why you got fewer cards than I did. Ow. Count your cards. All right. Can I have back the uh, Elton Brand special? You know, put those out. Count how many cards. I reckon you got one stuck together. You have 10 cards total. How many did I have? 11. There's no way they're stuck together. Does it say on the packet how many cards you get in a, in a thing? Maybe the insert's a bonus one. Contains 10 cards. The inserts are... Well, you got an insert as well, though. Maybe the parquet one is a yeah, bonus. Yeah, it's like a special because it's a... Well... You've got an extra player. You have a... You could be saved at the last minute. And the witching hour. I, I've prayed to the basketball gods and they have given me this legend. He is a legend. Oh, Yes. Again, towards the tail end of his don't career. Don't care. I don't. I like him more than Mike Baby. Let me tell you his stats first. Okay. Before I reveal who he is. Please, God, be cool. Please, God, be cool. Points per game. What would you be happy with? 
17. 17.5. All right. There's a smile on your face. I'm happy. Assist, 2.6. Rebounds, I need 6. 3.7. It's fine. A legend. Mm-hmm. Wait, well, what position does he play? He's known for his shooting. He's, okay. He had some great Is battles with Richmond? Jordan. Same caliber of player, though. Glenn some, um, Robinson? No. Glenn Rice. Glenn Rice. It's he, Glenn he's Rice. Cool. It's Glenn Rice. All right, let me see Glenn Rice. Playing for the Lakers. Least. Obviously known for his time at the Heat and then the Hornets yeah. more so. Then he did play. He was a, he was good at Lakers. Like I say, 17.5 points a game. And you didn't have season. him on your team. We, you had Glenn nope. Robinson. Who... Wanted, Glenn Rice was the best uh, small forward that didn't come up, I think. Uh, obviously Scottie Pippen then, then him Rice earned most valuable player honors during the 97 NBA All-Star game by setting records for most points in a quarter 20 and a half 24 ooh he was a Michigan Wolverine there you go Good can nice. I see can I see that. the uh, Mike Bibby card hold on let me just compare I'm going to compare the two okay? yeah let me, well, the Mike season. Bibby how many years is in, he in the league this was this was just his second year and mm. this was Glenn Rice's 30 second year <laughs> <laughs> uh, so points you're going to go with Glenn Rice, 17.5 over 13.2. Well, still. Remember, this is what the nerds over at Sega were mm-hmm. putting into the computer. They don't care. They don't, they're not going to... They're not going to... They're all faceless drones. Yeah. Assist per game, obviously, it's going to go to Bibby because he's a point guard. 6.5 to 2.6. Rebounds, 2.7 to 3.7. If it was me... Yes. I would anticipate... Again, this is quite a point guard heavy time. It was. That's the thing. You know what's difficult to get though? Is he a shooting guard? An off the bench shooter, an yeah. off the bench gun. You know, Glenn, Glenn Rice. I just like Glenn Rice. Instant offense. So I'm going to read you your cards first. Okay, so I'm I can give pick you, from these. You okay. can pick from these players. And those playing at home, if you backed Ian's pack this week, this is what you can choose from. These are your eligible guys <clears throat> in no particular order mm. Felipe Lopez, mm. Damon Stoudemire, mm. Antoine Big Mac Walker. <laughs> Jamal Mashburn, kind of like Isaiah Ryder. A little bit. Gary Payton, the glove. Mm. Jason Kidd. And Eric Pietkowski, the pike. Well, Well, yeah, the pike, the weapon. It obviously, the fish. It obviously comes down to two players. Felipe Lopez. Okay, (laughs) it's coming down to Gary Payton and Jason Kidd. Two world-class players. They are, and at this point, I'm going with the player whose style, because I don't think there's a wrong answer there. Yeah, Gary I mean, Payton at this point is better than I thought he was. I for some reason I thought his he best sta- season of all time. Exactly, I thought he started. Uh, I thought he for whatever reason was in the league a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with the player that I prefer his style of play, and I like. How that- could you go with his style of play? Did you not watch the finals? You don't How even know who I'm picking me? yet. You don't even know who I'm picking. <laughs> Leaving the disarray, the the disorganization <laughs> of the Kansas Blockers, and coming. We're welcoming with open arms. Oh my god! The Essex Jammers. By the way, I'm still the Essex Jammers. The uh, I'll cover that later. But yeah, Jason Kidd, welcome home. Good fucking riddance, Jason (laughs) Kidd. And I swear to God, I can already see the storyline. He's He's gonna gonna dominate. dominate. He's gonna fucking kill me. He's gonna be throwing alley oops left, right, and center. Oh my god! You know what's gonna happen? He's gonna go for 18 a game with 12 dimes, and he's gonna sink his former team. Okay. So, reading out your cards. Two, obviously, you can't have because they came up for both of us. That is a rule. Derek Anderson and Stephon Marbury. Who you can pick from? Clifford Robinson, Matt Harpring, Larry Hughes, Tim Hardaway, Juwan Howard, Eric Dampier, Glenn Rice, Mike Bibby. Now, I'm pretty sure Tim Hardaway... Oh, yeah, Tim Hardaway. ...was an all-star a little before this, but he was still averaging 17.4 points a game. He was averaging 7.3 assists per game. 
So I don't think it's as clear cut as Mike Bibby or um, Glenn Rice. I think Tim Hardaway, you got a decision to make. Well, I mean, like it's tough. I think Glenn Rice is cooler, right? Like I, I definitely like him more. What do you think of Glenn Rice? Tell me what Ian Rudd, the basketball historian, knows about Glenn Rice. Glenn Rice, when I think of him, I think is one of the few players that had the absolute respect of Michael Jordan. Really? Yeah, Why? Jordan talked about the matchups they had. They had some great matchups. He was he was really giving the ball some some trouble. Did he ever score or did he ever win an NBA championship with the Lakers? Glenn Rice was a NBA champion in 2000. Oh, they so won the this, league this year. This season. I thought, ah, oh, this was... Was this the Pacers getting to the finals this year? Was it Pacers-Lakers? This might have been the Pacers. This might have been the Reggie Miller, Dale Davis... Rick Smith's finale. I think so. Hold on. Let, I'll be damned. Let's check this out. So, NBA Finals 2000. Uh, You're right. Phil, it was Larry Bird and Phil Jackson. Yeah, it was It was the... the we'll talk about that more next week. Uh, but yeah, it was... So to get that in your... To figure out what we're dealing with here, it was that famous Pacers um, squad that made it to the NBA Finals at one time. On January 11, 2008, Rice was arrested in Miami on suspicion of felony battery. Well, maybe he was beating up the jammers in the finals. Police say he assaulted a man that was found hiding in his estranged wife's closet. Uh-oh. <laughs> this sounds like a Pete player. Yeah, it sounds like my kind of guy. <laughs> Who are you going with? i got to push you. Can I see the cards? I just want to take a look at the... That sometimes... That's maybe going to... This is a point guard heavy... Tim Hardaway was a five-time all-star so i meant all first team sorry not when i said he was a one-time i meant nba all first team not also obviously he was an all-star a bunch of times he was an all nba first team in 97 so two years before all nba first team all nba first team Tim yeah i'd say when he went to the heat i mean he was he was no joke all like, nba first team and then he was a all-star in 98 so the year before these when they were making the yeah the game and stuff. so i don't know you got yourself a dilemma there but he also played for you Tim Hardaway, homophobia controversy. Oh, Jerry, shall I read it. that part? <laughs> Sounds so, like a beat plan. No, no, he does not. No, he does not. Okay, wait. So the thing about, I'm just not sold on, on Bibby. I don't really like him. I don't know if he's very good. I think Bibby, I think he was very good. But at the same time, I think it's a name that maybe the stats don't really back it up. As much. Is it a bit of a Damon Stoudemire in that regard? Yeah, I think you might be right. So, unsatisfied with his playing time for the Essex Jammers. Oh. And seeing an opening now that Jason Kidd screwed them out of a championship, Tim Hardaway has decided to swap teams and jerseys himself. All right. And has joined, unfortunately, the Midwest Kansas Blockers. A backcourt change of allegiances. In a backcourt. Okay. I think that takes the best storyline. Okay. And I think that you took my best overall player. And I took your backup point guard. Oh, no, you had Shaq. Yeah, I know. I guess that's true. Shaq and... and yeah, uh, I took your second best player. Yeah, you took my, yeah. And I took your ninth. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Was he my first pick? He, he was. was. He was. Your first, he was the UTEP two-step. Ah. It was... No, yeah. yeah he was. It was, it was Detlef. And, uh, and now he's a first pick. A two-time first pick. That's got to go down for That's something. That's got to go down in our... I, I think you made the right choice. Yeah, I, I think um, I'm going to go with Tim Hardaway. And plus, I like I like Tim Hardaway. Yeah. So now, we've made our picks. It's time for you at home to make your picks. Um, If you did want Stephon Marbury, which mostly... If anyone who backed Pete this week, I'm sorry, you probably did want Stephon Marbury. But he's out. Yep. He's as, out. As for the rules. For all of us. For yeah. me and for you. It was really disappointing. I wish I had not agreed with Ian. But it's early days. Um, We've seen like last season how it went. I had the upper hand for a while. Then Pete massively had the upper hand. Then it swung back in my favor. You know, yep. it changes a lot over 10 weeks. So 
So, and um, so now we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about some of the extra teams. We don't have any full details yet because we're still allowing some entrance. But I wanted to go over like maybe two or three of our famous, our favorite teams. Well, let, let's see who we got so far. We got um, the first team to sign up was the Kowloon Street Fighters. Now that's the. Do I have any veto powers? Can I jettison one team from the league? Because I know who I'll jettison. Uh, why? What's your, what's your beef with the Kowloon Street Fighters? When we had the season one championships, mm. games one through three, there was one particular heckler who was constantly a thorn in my side. <laughs> that's the owner of the Kowloon Street Fighters. <laughs> Mr. Darren, I'm not even going to give him his full uh, John Government or whatever it's called. I, he's just Darren to me. Okay. However, I will say this. Mm. As the series went on, Darren and I found a, a unique friendship in hating you. Okay, yeah. And so yeah. now I kind of like him, but common, I'm torn. A, a common bond, I see. Common okay, bond. Yeah. So now I'm torn between kicking him out of the league or, okay. or putting putting him as like my closest ally. Okay, so, so out, of, out of Hong Kong. It's a global. It's a global podcast, you know. Yep. Next, Montrose. Montrose is not a place. That's his name, right? That's his name. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I like Montrose. Uh, where is Montrose based? He's currently, he did live in Japan. He's lived in many places in okay. Portland, Oregon, or around the Oregon area. Okay, so coming out of Oregon, we have got the Mollymawks. The Montrose Mollymawks. I didn't know what a Mollymawk was. I had to Google it. Um, I didn't know until just now. It's a it's, bird. It's an albatross. Oh, I thought that was a golf score. Yep. And then you have the. T- the Cape Town Crusaders. Yeah, that's my good friend Luke. My uh, we we coming out of Brentwood, England. Ooh, uh, sounds fancy. It does. It's nice. Brentwood's a nice part of town. It's where um, if you may, I've known like living in Japan. Uh, occasionally, people ask me where I'm from, and it's not often Japanese people. It's often other non-Japanese people in Japan. And as soon as I say Essex, there they get depressed. They get depressed. or scared. But the one thing they say is, "Oh, like Towie." Now, I've never seen Taui because I think when it started was like the first year I moved to Japan. Have you heard of Taui? I have no idea what that word means. The only way is Essex. It's I don't know what that it's means. It's a TV show. The equivalent and obviously where it came from is Jersey Shore. Oh, God. They chose Essex as the location for the the, the closest representation to that's Jersey awful. Shore. And that's all set in Brentwood. <laughs> so he's from Essex as well. Luke, yeah. So Luke and I, we went to the same school, went to the same high school. And he's like four years younger than me. And I played I, I played on the same basketball team with his brother. And then Luke, you know, when we were all like 18, at, you know, the top end of high school, Luke was a very good basketball player. So even at like 14 years old, we're still playing on the, the high team. And then, as fate would have it, we went to the same university. So we played. Wow. Luke was my center for, for a long time. A it's, true uh, legend. Yeah. A so, Cape Town Crusader through and through. Happy to have him on board. Let's uh, do two or three more. Okay, a couple more. Where, where, so so far we've got Hong Kong, Oregon, Brentwood, Essex. <laughs> I have. I'll do one. You do the other. Okay. Uh, Party Mamba, one of our good friends, Ricky. He's got the Rapongi shots. He's sank a lot of shots in Rapongi. Yeah, I'm not certain they're ever gonna field a team. <laughs> so Rapongi is the kind of for Darren. It's the Lang Kwai Fong. You like that? I of, do uh, like Hong that. Hong Kong, it's where all the foreigners hang out and get drunk. Yeah, this is a, a bit of a notorious place. Yeah. And I, and I got to say, you did a bang-up job with these logos. The Rapongi shots are probably my favorite logo that you've made so far. Yeah, thank you. I, I, uh, I'll be honest with you, it takes very little effort or talent to make these logos. I use some software. It's really good. But I've thoroughly enjoyed making them, and there's been some great names. Well, I think that – should we leave it there for this week? The, one more. One I think more? that the okay. one team I, I'd be remiss to, to ignore is the Reading's Mill agitators ah yeah so um jeff has been a good sport and i couldn't find an agitator <laughs> logo for what i learned is an agitator is like um well it's someone who gets agitated yes <laughs> or the person the cause of the agitation ah 
He's an agitator. Yeah, that's what Jeff wants to be. Your voice is an agitative. (laughs) I am an agitative voice. It it annoys all. Um, And you gave him for some reason. Well, it's one of these. It's like... It's like a big stick with a propeller on it. Oh, the wow. How about that? And I don't know what it does. Does it like go down pipes and, and clean things? It's, I think it's uh, a weapon to murder someone in Dead Rising. It certainly looks like it. Is it does it mix paint? I think it mixes paint. It ah, mixes paint. So okay, it, yeah. It's like a big pole on the end of a drill, and it's got a propeller on the end of it. Right, like you, you can agitate like things to make them bubble or to mix or to... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, there's a setting on like washing machines to do this. To agitate? Yes. Okay, well, I couldn't, funnily enough, find an agitator for a logo. No. So I found an... I don't know how I came up with a tomato. You found a tomato. But I found <laughs> a, a... Did you try and say it in a British accent then? And it just Maybe. came out as an American saying in a, in British, a British accent. In a British accent, yeah. Tomato tomato uh so we've got the reddings mill tomato just been a good sport and he liked it well he not only liked it he fucking loved it <laughs> so he's the angry tomatoes and there's more teams to come and i expect that we'll have a few more still you know registering right at the the last chance and the midnight hour fingers crossed and we'll uh yeah we'll look at some more next week including the yeah the... next year we'll go over the teams a little bit in like uh maybe what what who they picked and if there's any notable inconsistencies like if someone's like next finally year. Next week. Next year. You don't, you don't want to just... The season review, well, we might mention one of your teams. No, no, no. I'm excited to see who chooses uh, all Georgia Tech Hornets or Felipe Lopez or who knows, Matt Harpring may get chosen. Lots of fun to, to go. Um, but that that was a fun episode one. We still got many packs to go and it was exciting. Mm-hmm. One last thing. I'm feeling generous. Oh, th- my God. Feeling very generous. Okay. To the winner. Oh. Of the people. Oh, to the win, not for you. For the winner, I'm going to print a T-shirt with your team's logo on it. What? And it will wing its way to you at the end of it. How about that? That's uh, I'll pay the shipping. You make the T-shirt, I'll pay the shipping. Done. Please let the guy in Rapongi win, so I can hand deliver it to him. <laughs> the guy in Rapongi, Ricky. You yeah, know I want Ricky to win, so I hope that so I can just hand deliver it to him. No, that's very that is cool. We can make a custom T-shirt to the winner, and we might have some other interactive ways for the the final champion may get to play against one of the big boys, me and you, uh, in, a, in a third place or a consolation yeah. Yeah, game. Yeah, let's not get carried away. Let's not get too excited. But Ian, it's oh man, I was waiting for this for like months it's good to be back it's good to be back this little this little joke of a podcast has turned into something serious with real pride on the line that sounded like it hurt that really hurt i need to go to the hospital all right so i will see you next week let's go grab a burger let's do it okay thanks everyone for tuning in and hope you enjoy season two magic on the blacktop thank you for listening magic on the blacktop